Good morning and welcome to Entrepreneurial Realities, the podcast of the Venture Lab of the Munich Technical University. My name is Antoine Leboyer and I'm the Managing Director of the Software and AI Tomb Venture Lab. We are joined today by Alexa, Alexa Sinyashova. Alexa, forgive me for having problems with your name. <laughs> That's just right. Alexa is the founder of Moeco. She's advisor at Techstar. She's the partner in Ukraine in the Ukrainian Tech Venture Fund. And she's also a mother. She's, of course, Ukrainian. And we actually met last week when she moderated a panel in the Berlin Conference on the Future of Ukraine. I was unbelievably impressed by her. And I'm very glad that she's accepted to come to Entrepreneurial Realities. Thank you, Anton. Thanks for inviting me. Hi, everyone. And I would love to share my experience here today with you. Uh, so anything you'd like to know, just ask. Well, let's let's start by, uh, can you introduce yourself, explain what you've done and, and how you've gone into startup? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you have introduced myself pretty correct. Um, I am the co-founder of a startup. This is maybe takes most of the time uh, before I got into the motherhood. <laughs> I was a CEO and now I'm a head of strategy there. I'm all about the strategy and later when I'll tell you what, what is my background, you'll understand why I love the word strategy so much and why I'm a head of strategy right now. Um, I'm also um, very interested in the venture world generally because I think that on one side there is a technology, innovation, startups, but then there is another side of this ecosystem which should support everything that is happening. So support means the money flow, the introductions, networking, uh, finding big corporate clients. This is all on the venture side. So I've uh, at some point when I've worked enough in the startups, I went to venture education at Berkeley when I was living in the US. I went to um, when venture um, fund management uh, education. This is an executive education. So it means that you already have had some experience before you go to this education. And I went there on purpose because I wanted to understand how the venture world works. And after that, I've been hired to a Hong Kong-based venture fund and a big uh, company that is investing in digital assets. Uh, and after that, I became a partner of Ukrainian tech ventures, which I'm still uh, taking some time to look at the Ukrainian startups, uh, understand what is the value and help them relocate from Ukraine to Europe, where I am right now. I'm in Berlin right now. So I don't know, maybe getting uh, into the startups is a good uh, topic for everyone. Uh, so everyone would be interested in how to actually start in this, right? Many of the students that listen to the podcast always want to understand how founders started. They, mm -hmm. they are into the situation where they have to do the first step. So how did you start with Moiko? What does Moiko do? And um, can you tell us about how you 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 know it it, it kicked off? Sure. So I, first of all, I would like to say that it requires a lot of bravery to start a venture. It, this requires a lot of 
guts uh, and walls to say, right? So you really have to be strong and to make this step towards the new thing. Because startup is new as a, as an essence, right? You're creating something new that has not been there before. So it takes a lot of courage to just do that. So uh, honestly, I <laughs> with the story with me was a bit simpler because if I knew that I would have to do the step for, I'm not sure that I would do that. But I got into the startup world by by chance, accidentally. I was I always wanted to work in the movie industry. I was fascinated by movies, by cinema. All this world was so fascinating. But I started working in a company that is selling the rights. Uh, so buying the rights from companies like Disney, uh, Universal, and selling this for the Russian-speaking audience in CIS. Um, and uh, the, the founder of the company, actually the client of the company that I've been working for, started uh, so-called so uh, Netflix in Israel. So it was a long time back then, the, the platform that was uh, connecting the owners of the rights with the end users, of course, using some ads. Um, and I was 20 years old and I got into this venture. I was hired as an assistant first, then as a project manager, then as a um, head of uh, strategy, actually, <laughs> because we got acquired by the company that was based in Russia and I was relocated there. So I spent some time there. Um, and that was the company called Rumbler. So it's a very similar to Google. It's also the, the big, um, search engine back then and a big company that was acquiring startups. And then I realized, okay, this is so interesting. This is way more interesting than anything else I could dream about. This, this is like building startups is when there's nothing there and you come in and you build something meaningful, build something what people want, what people need, so they use it and you feel important. You feel like you have done something meaningful in your life and good for the humanity. This is, with this comes along with a lot of professions like doctors or I don't know, a lot of like professions have that. But with startups, as I said, you're creating something that was not there before. So this is what is important. You're creating, opening up the doors, the opening up people's eyes to something new. Now, Moiko is not in movies and not in searches. So how do you, how do you went from this world to the world of logistics and 5G trackers? Uh, good question, Anton. This is really funny because it's, pivoting so it's been pivoting so much that now i i found myself in this logistics world and i was like oh how did i get there but the story was that um i've after working in this originally media startup i've been working as a business developer for various startups and i found myself doing really good job in that so when i met my co-founder that was at the conference called ces consumer electronic show uh, and in Las Vegas, and I've I've been always visiting this show because I was living in the U.S. back then, and that was the best show you could go and see what's new. 
what are the new things that will hit the screens this year and people would be fall in love with, with these products, but it was all presented at CES. So this is cool. And I've met my co-founder. Uh, he, um, he's German and he went there just to present his innovations. He And he is, a as I call him, not serial entrepreneur, but serial inventor. So he creates stuff. He is very much into hardware and software and, and um, uh, algorithms to, to optimize things. And he came up with this technology that uh, can source connectivity and use it to understand where things are, to create like a digital world. And I was like, okay, this sounds really interesting, but I don't see the application. So how do you use it? Well, like, how do you make money? He's like, I don't know. It's just so, so cool. I just want to do that. <laughs> and, and I said, okay, I'm good in how to turn the technology into the revenues. This is the ultimate goal of everyone. Why don't you want to make money? Then he's like, oh, I have so many inventions. I created this and that and that, and I have sold it. So I'm fine, but I just want to make something meaningful right now. So let's just digitize everything. And I'm like, okay, we can do that, but Ultimately, you need to, to keep it sustainable. You have to be profitable. There's no other way around it. He's like, okay, let's let's do that. So we have pivoted this towards um, uh, asset tracking for corporate companies. And we have been working with big companies like Colgate, Daikin, uh, Schlumberger, this is oil and gas company. And we have digitized their facility so they can see on the screen what is where, where are the people, where is the equipment, how long it has been in use. So it's it could optimize a lot of processes. And this is original version of Maiko. But then we have pivoted again because this was a long process to understand uh, how they could optimize their operations because just to digitize everything is not enough. So we, have, uh, we had a client back then, it's called DuPont, a water filters, um, they have ordered the same thing, but with the tracking of their goods from the manufacturing all the way to the client. And then, then and there, uh, my co-founder has applied all his knowledge about uh, protecting the data, about sourcing good connectivity, about uh, do the, doing the real-time tracking, which is very unique right now, with a small tag to understand not only the location, but understand the conditions and monitor the conditions. This is our main thing. It's very interesting because I looked at the website to prepare this and I saw you have a video and mm -hmm. you can track how many times they are bouncing to a parcel, which I thought was, you know, when you think of this, this opens quite a lot of applications to be able to validate the, the you know, number of, of elements on supply chain on safety and so on. And I thought it was, it was actually pretty, pretty, pretty smart. It's 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 uh, what you've said. What you've just said is something which is very close to what we try to do with the founders of the university, which is that the technology is something that is usually very strong. The challenge is how you do you find the value and and make it into money. Correct. This is the biggest challenge, and I think this is where education steps in entrepreneurial education because you need to have the mindset of entrepreneurial, you need to have the understanding of the market so people need it. You have to be able to measure this in a very tangible things, not just like, oh, people need it, good, let's go, but like who needs it, where, which geography, 
uh, how much, how much, for example, what is the volume of the fracking for for the goods that we need to produce, right? So we are in we are in hardware as well. So we need to plan it very very precisely. So we need to actually count everything, catch all the risks. So I think that it's important to, uh, even if the founder is has a technical background and can do um, um, the programming and, and algorithms, this is perfect. But I think it's either on the other side, there should be another co-founder who can apply this technology into the real uh, sector, into the as I say, the the real economy, um, understanding how to sell it, how to make money on it, so to keep this technology up and running, so it's two way street. Or the founder that is technical can just also educate themselves, go to this education uh, to to um, understand how to better make this as an adventure not just the technology but the technology needs to to become a venture so this this is used this is sold and this can bring more growth right so the more uh, clients you have the more people you can hire to uh, develop it even better even more so this this is like the the very basic understanding of what needs to be done can be within the incubator or accelerator or a course which will be based at the university. This is very, very efficient as I see. Now, the, what you describe, are, are these the activities which you have right now? So you are now head of strategy of Moeco, but you also have activities to support startup. Is this, are these the sort of things that you are currently uh, focusing on and helping startups. Yes, Anton. This is for me very important, not just to work on my venture, but also support other founders. Because when you have enough experience and you see this as easy thing, I understand that for a lot of people this is not easy. This is something that you need to learn, apply, see if it works, then maybe change again. So it's not easy. So I have created this program, so to say. Um, this is something that I have started as an advisor for startups. And I've worked out this several times and then became a startup, startup incubator uh, advisor. So what I do is I step into the cohort and I just see what what are the challenges that founders are facing and I'm using my experience to help them. Same thing uh, in Ukrainian tech ventures when the war started, I just saw how hard it was for companies to immediately relocate, to find new markets, to find new opportunities, to uh, unfortunately to lose people and to hire new people because they need to have their business up and running. So I was eager to help and i partnered with uh, uh other founders actually these are all all ex-founders that have decided to come together and help ukrainian companies to relocate and develop their business in various territories i'm responsible for europe because i'm in berlin my other co-founders uh partners at ukraine tech ventures are in um london 
And another one is uh, spending more, most of his time in Saudi Arabia. So this is another market and a lot of opportunities right now. So we're split at our responsibilities. So can you um, give more element, uh, you know, explain what's happening, but also um, explain to the listeners how they can contribute and help? Uh, this is... Um, as we just discussed before the, we started the recording, this is everything that the people can do, even though these little things of just donating, I don't know, one euro to this organization is already good. Uh, but also uh, just understanding how uh, what is happening uh, in the Ukraine is the awareness is already also a, a big thing, as in, in my opinion. I... Uh, also encourage uh, people and especially students if they have the time and um, the opportunity to help, I would look into what are the actions that I can do, right? Maybe I can create a, um, an algorithm that will help uh, to, I don't know, improve uh, somehow the people's lives right now too. I know that there are a lot of students and founders that have created like mapping of who is where right now after the war or something like that the the technology always helps uh, but also just um i think asking the neighbors of the refugees that just arrived if they need any help i think this is the strongest because this is very down to earth and this is very encouraging for people to see that they actually are welcome that people are eager to help and believe me this is this is like karma thing this will return and everything will be um uh, pretty pretty good within the few years people just need to adopt people just need to uh get rid of the the fears that they had that they need to run somewhere very quickly and i have a lot of friends and my family who had to do that so they actually just need some supports as, a, as humans that's basically it now when the first time you and i discussed your little daughter was was with you she was absolutely charming um how has this changed, you know, your your life? And by the way, given that this is going to be a podcast, you should see Alexa smiling when I'm asking her a question on her daughter. Um, how also, you know, how important was this to uh, make sure that you could become mother as well as doing all these activities? Can you talk about this? Sure, yes. I'm smiling all the time when I think about uh, Sophia, my little one. She's only four months old, so she's really cutie, this little baby. Um, and uh, there is a lot, again, of courage to combine these roles of a mother and a CEO. At that time, back then, when I got pregnant, I was a CEO of the company. So it was a bit scary for me, how do I combine these roles? That is why I think it's important to have a co-founder because the co-founder can step step in and say, okay, let's deal with it together. This is very important. And uh, now we're sharing the responsibilities, uh, but also these responsibilities are very focused. So I think for any kind of startup without even being mothers, fathers, this is very important to from the very beginning to establish what are the responsibilities of one co-founder and another one. So they're, they they do not overlap too much because then it's hard to, to value what who's doing what and 
who is good in something and who is not good in something because you just do everything, right? So this is another advice. <laughs> just I'm trying to be more mindful with the audience. And um, basically, I can translate your question as not just like the mother versus the CEO, uh, but also the the work-life balance question, right, for everyone. Like, how do you combine um, parties and friends and uh, family and uh, children and everything? I don't know, brothers, sisters, with uh, the work, the mission, the 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 vision that you have that you want to spend a lot of time at work and I totally understand that um and I know I'm sure everyone has heard about the term burnout and this happens when actually you want to spend a lot of time at work and that you uh back then I was spending I think from 12 to 14 hours per day just working that was super fascinating it was so cool and I loved it but uh, honestly, I just, I couldn't observe it that much. I couldn't be aware of it that much, but I just, what was just burned out because I, I was just tired. This is where all humans, we, we got tired. This is normal. And, um, at some point I've just found myself being not that efficient as before. And I was asking myself what can I do right now and for me it was very important to also shift my focus towards family and understanding what can I do and honestly when the war started I start I I was questioning what are my values and what what do I want to do in my life besides my work because I was already good at what I was doing I was already doing my job as much as I could 12 hours a day that's this was my maximum, but how do I balance it out? And the, when I sat down and wrote my values together with my partner, we had a list. And for him, it was also very important to be a founder because he's a founder of the agency. And we just sat down, but also there were other things. And we started to discuss, like, how do we bring more attention toward other things? This is how we got pregnant, basically, because we wanted to also do something meaningful on the other side and i think that spending time with friends is also very meaningful spending time with parents is also very meaningful because the time runs so fast and we never know let me ask you the usual last questions do you any, do you have any advice for our listeners i think i do have a lot of advice for our listeners so I, I will have to be picky and just choose maybe one so we don't spend that much time at the end. I would point my finger towards my U.S. experience and say that uh, in the U.S. I was very lucky to have uh, to be there in the right time, in the right place when the startup world was booming, Silicon Valley was uh, like booming everything was so hot and everything but then corona started and it all dropped down but the only advice that i got from from the silicon valley ecosystem and that i'm missing here in germany is, is that's something i want to change together with uh the the future founders meaning students is to fail quickly is to not be 
ashamed or afraid or hesitant to start the venture. Because the sooner you start it, the sooner you can fail and it's okay, the sooner you will start the new one, which is right for you. I think that's um, being courageous, being very open towards making mistakes and admit them at the right time and say, okay, this is not working out. What else can we do? We close this one, we start the other one, or we pivot, which is uh, the most successful startups are always going through the pivots. So don't be afraid to think outside the box. Don't be afraid to admit that something is not working out. And don't be afraid to do something else instead. So you're not losing your time. Wonderful. Alexa, thank you very, very much. You're welcome. And if you have any further questions, please add me on LinkedIn. And I would be happy to chat as much as I can. I would be happy to share my insights events that I'm going to so maybe you would like to follow uh, or meet me there or uh, things I'm reading about maybe you'll also be interested or things how to help Ukraine I'm also posting there so everything is there on LinkedIn Entrepreneuriality is available on major podcast platform where you can find other inspiring presentation. Do subscribe if you like this podcast and want to hear more. Do give us a rating. Let your friend know about it. And we look forward to having you for more entrepreneurialities. <laughs>